bebop pop up bebop back once again with the lyrical master bebop pop and i don't know the lyrics i don't know why i started with the song of lyrics that i don't know back once again with the lyrical master bebop pop and a booda 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 hello and welcome jeez what a bad start you know it's bad when i start with a song of lyrics i don't even know it's weird how I always burst into a song and I can't sing and also my voice is GOOST with a capital GOOST lost my voice sorry but anyway welcome to the podcast random number 79 giddy up then steps says Eliza to come on Eileen oh we're singing again I don't know why we're always singing doom boom 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 come on and start the fucking podcast and start the fucking come on and start Come on, let's start. Come on, let's start. Come on, let's start. The podcast, come on, let's start. The podcast. Oh, come on, let's start. It's over. The podcast is done. We've already peaked with the song. Oh, no, and I can't stop singing. I can't stop singing out of tune and my throat is goosed and i am nasally and sick but not also sick it's just my throat ears nose and sinuses come on eileen oh you know what i mean cha-cha I'm surprised no rappers have swooped the song and done a cover of it don't ruin the song Pitbull, I'm looking at you. Or Bruno Mars, or anyone else. Bruno Mars would just steal the melody. Welcome to the podcast, 79. Me, Marquez, old Marky boy from the lovely streets of Cork City. Rochdown, to be exact. Rochdown Road. A nice, lovely road in Cork. Unfortunately, I lived on the wrong side. On the right side were the big houses, and on the left side were the estate, and the fields, and the river, and the church. Now we're over in LA, where it's kind of warm outside, but it's also kind of cold. It's one of those days where God only knows. It looks, my buddy Mike just told me, it looks like I've always just woken up and it feels like a two. Even though great news, people, great news, I might be sick, but great news, I am in love. Oh, Benny Hanna. Oh, Benny Benassi. Oh, Benny Dover. Oh, Ben Dover, the lyrics I sang. Jesus. I'm after taking a lot of Dayquil, cough medicine, nasal spray, all to get coffee, and a little bit of crack cocaine, all to get through this podcast. And they're all mixing now in a nice storm of delirious, delirium, delightful gibberish. 
so that's nice. Will this make sense? God only knows. Um, <coughs> they call me... Oh, I'm in love, people. I'm in love. Finally, after all, after all this time, I lost my true love last year. Stolen away from me. Taken, taken away. Broke my heart. Broke my heart. Another man took my true love. True love. True love. Heartbroken. Heartbroken. I'd see old photos of me and my true love. And it would stop me dead in my tracks. And I'd feel bad. Sure, I tried to replace the true love. But you know, there was never a real true replacement. There was only fleeting flings. Stop gappers. Placeholders. Bar beer mats. The empty, the emptiness of an empty pint glass. The empty bottle of vodka could not fill the void left by my true love until this week. I found love once again. Oh, I was searching. I wouldn't tell people. People were like, are you looking for love? And I'd say, no, I'm going to wait till love finds me. But oh, behind closed doors, I was searching. High, low, low, high, medium, in and out, around the back. You never know. You've got to check the shed. Where is love? Is it in the shed outside with the freezer? Irish people have sign of uh, if you're rich in Ireland you have two freezers one inside the house and the one outside in the shed oh you got two freezers you're making big money you got that much food you gotta freeze all the extra food yes indeed I looked in that second shed I looked under the sliced pans the frozen bread you never know when you might need bread was love to be found in there no and then I just found it I was out for a walk and I kept walking and I kept walking and there she was my true love basically I found a new jacket people I finally found a new jacket to take the place of my old stolen jacket the jacket that I used to put on and every time I put on it made me feel better about myself, my life, my poor choices in life and my outlook. What was going wrong? Put on the jacket. Oh, I forgot it all. I forgot it all and I felt better. I stood tall. My posture, my weak old woman bent over the stove posture, straightened up. So now I was like an old man waiting by the stove for the soup that his wife with the bad posture was making for him. Some tomato and basil soup, perhaps. Probably oxtail. A nice oxtail soup. And I went from the old crooked woman to the slightly taller, slightly less crooked man, old man. I saw the jacket. I put it on. Wasn't expecting it. You know true love it hits you when you're not expecting it. If I had seen her in the, on, in the picture, I would have been like, ah, oh, she looks nice, but is she my true love? I don't know. And then I put it on. I said, oh, Oh, boys and girls, here we go. This is it. This is it. I, I felt dizzy. I felt dizzy from my posture correcting itself. I grew that extra inch or two, and uh, that extra inch or two makes all the difference. You know, a head rush, ask women. I was kind of disappointed when you're older and you find out that women don't like big dicks. Sorry to interrupt this love bulletin with a dick bulletin. You're like, what? They don't like big, big dicks. And they're like, no, it's sore. And you're like, ah, I've been buying these penis pumps for no reason. I've been trying to grow my penis for absolutely no reason. This is harsh. And they're like, no, we like a medium. And you're like, what's a medium? 
and then they don't really know the answer and then you kind of if you keep asking questions you're the creep and they'll say why are you obsessed with dick size and you're like because that's how men's worth is measured usually because that's what you're telling me you like a certain penis and then they'll say something like oh but my friend is a size queen they like big dicks and then you're like all right but what's a big one and then they won't give you measurements and then you're still in the dark and then you're like is mine small big medium skinny felt girthy gertrude should i be calling my penis gertrude or should i be calling her skinny steve that's a question I was asking some ladies the other day and they had no answers for me. Very disappointing. Is, did I have an ugly penis? Did I have a pretty penis? Who knows? Who knows? People will lie. People will lie. Um, what was I on about? What was I? Oh, the extra inch too. Because I grew tall because I found true love. I found a nice denim jacket denim i didn't even think i was a denim jacket kind of guy i had a denim jacket when i was young then i bought a leather jacket then it was like oh maybe i'm a leather jacket kind of guy i'm cool i'm down in ireland i was a leather jacket kind of guy i bought a jacket when i was 18 leather jacket i still have it i've ripped that jacket so many times you would not believe it should not be alive i've got it sewn it's probably a new jacket it's got so much new letter on it but it's still going strong and uh but it's kind of same time it's too warm to wear a leather jacket in la a lot of the time so i was like maybe i'm maybe i'm not cool maybe i thought i was cool maybe i'm a denim jacket i don't maybe i don't know what kind of person i am maybe that's it maybe i don't know myself i thought i was a short-haired guy for ages then i grew it long then women be like, oh, we love it long. And then I was clouded and I was like, oh, maybe I'm a long hair kind of guy. And then some hot woman might say, you should cut your hair. And then I cut my hair. And then half the people say, your, your hair's better short, your hair's better long. And you're like, I don't know what I am. I'm on the search for life and I don't know the answers. But right now I know that I'm a denim jacket kind of guy. I'm going to be wearing denim and denim and denim. Denim shirt, check, check. Denim pants, check, check. Denim jacket, finally, check. I couldn't figure out, too. I kept buying bomber jackets. And I couldn't figure out why they weren't filling the void for love. I say love because I do think it's harder to find a nice jacket. Like, a jacket that you love than it is to find true love. I think you can find true love within two months. If you're really looking, I think you could fall in love in L.A., you could fall in love weekly, guaranteed weekly. You might not stay in love, but you could definitely fall in love. I've met so many. I used to be very, like, precious about love. Oh, you gotta, there's got to be a soulmate. Soulmate, someone you connect with on all these deep levels. And then you get older and you're just like, ah, oh, no, you could be in love 17 times. You could be in love with two women at the same time. You could be in love with seven women at the same time. That's this. This is my introduction to uh, polygamy. Polygamy is that how we pronounce it? Who knows? Let's just say words and hope they're right. Isn't that right? Um, oxymoron. Isn't that right? Oxymoron. Isn't that right? Onomatopoeia. 
isn't that right? Let's just put out words into sentences and be like, well, at the end of the day, if it's not on the manipulate, oh, then you got to be on the straight and narrow and hope that people don't know that you're fucking clueless. Yeah, you can find love in LA. The amount of hot women, sound women, like, you could find, in America, you want to be mental if you can't find love in LA. People are like, ah, oh, people are the worst. Nah. They're the best here. Obviously, they're the worst too, but there's a lot of the best. Although, I will say, if you're looking for love in LA, be careful. You might meet your soulmate, and then you'll find out she lives in Venice, or in Silver Lake, or in Echo Park, or in the Valley, or in Long Beach. Basically, places that are too far away for it to be feasible for you to see them. You'd want to be. How long does it drive to Venice? From West Hollywood to Venice, could be 40 minutes. You're going to drive 40 minutes, 40 to an hour, depending on traffic. You're going to drive that long just to hang out with your new soulmate. I almost think it'd be easier. You're probably more likely to meet someone in New York. If I met a girl in New York versus meeting a girl in Venice, I'd probably make an effort to see the girl in New York because you're like... I don't know why. Venice is just inconvenient. New York is just like, oh, it's a pity. Maybe you're projecting. You're like, ah, oh, you're only here and I was there. But in Venice, you're like, oh, you're almost here, but you're not quite close enough for it to be. Ah, oh, you want to get a cup of coffee and you're 45 minutes away? Yeah, I'll just go for a solo cup of coffee and look for a new soulmate. That's the name of the game. It's easier to find love than it is a nice, lovely jacket. Well, great news, people. I found the love that counts, not the love that makes you warm and keeps you hopeful and helps you sleep at night. No, I found that surface love where uh, you feel better when you put on a new jacket. You feel more confident. You feel like a man about town. I just put it on before the podcast. I'm wearing shorts and a T-shirt. And it made me feel better. That's when I knew it was true love. Because I also have this flowery jacket, bomber jacket. Oh, yeah, that was it. I couldn't figure out why I didn't like bomber jackets. And uh, But I keep buying them, or at least looking at them. And my buddy Chris, we're both same height, wear the same kind of clothes. We look the same almost, if you think we're Asian people, the way they look the same. Um, racist against white people. And I was like, there's something about these jackets I'm buying that I don't like. And he's like, yeah, man, we need a collar. I was like, what are you on about? He's like, I don't know, we just, our necks need a collar. And I always used to be like, yeah, but look at this bomber. And he's like, put it on. And I'd buy it. And I'd be like, there's something wrong. And I should have listened. I need a collar, people. I need a collar. Both sexually and in fashion. You want to put me in bed? Put me in a collar. Tie me down. Tie me up. Would you prefer to be tied up or tied down? That's a question on everyone's lips here at Sex Matters with me, Merc Hayes. I prefer to be neither. I don't trust. I have trust issues, so if you tie me up, I presume you're going to do something bad. You're going to stick a broom in my anus. You're going to steal all my clothes. You're going to st- If you stole my new jacket, oh, I'd be upset. So tie ne- neither tie me up or tie me down. That's what I tell women. As I walk into their boudoir, I start screaming, don't tie me up or tie me down. And they'll be like, what are you on about? 
you said you needed to use my bathroom. We're not having sex. And I'll say, oh, shit, I misread this situation once again. My social cues are off. What about people who can't get social cues? How annoying are they? Very annoying is the answer. I'll answer on your behalf because I can't hear you because you're listening at a later time than this has been recorded. This is not a two-way. This is a one-way. Like masturbation, it's just me on my own in a room, solo, talking to myself. You can do it. Come on, Venus. Come on. Get erect. That's like a podcast. Come on. Think of stuff to say. Talk about your penis too often. Then you'll apologize profusely and see what else is on the list to talk about. I found love, though. Happy days. In case you don't know, my other jacket it was this plain black jacket. Nice little collar. Once again, I walked into a shop I didn't think would have anything. Wasn't even looking for a jacket. I saw this on sale. A nice jacket on sale. Oh, you know I love a bargain. I'll buy anything if it's a bargain. Don't need it, I'll buy it. If it's a bargain, I'll tell people, oh, I got a bargain. Oh, yeah, it was on sale. Oh, yeah. It's worth 300 but I got it for 100 Oh, bargain boy his, they call me. And then one night I was out, and uh, I it was warm, so my jacket was in my hands. And this girl was chatting me up, and her friend was behind me, some dude. And he was pickpocketing my wallet, pickpocketing my wallet on sunset. This is such a random story. And an Uber driver saw him stealing my wallet, called the police. Police came along. My jacket, I'd like put it on a a ledge kind of thing while I was chatting to the girl. Didn't realize some dude was with crafty fingers was taking me wallet. Police show up, think that I'm the guy stealing the wallet. They're like, hey. He's stealing wallets. And I'm like, what are you on about? And I was like, where's my wallet? There was mass confusion. And then they tried to arrest me. Then they tried to bring me to the station to report my stolen wallet. And while they were doing all this, the girl stole my jacket. Down a jacket and a wallet. Only when the Uber driver came over and said, that's the guy that got stolen. He's not the thief. The thief is probably gone because you're clowns and good work. Ever since then, I'd see Facebook memories. They bring back memories of me wearing that jacket, and I'd laugh, and I'd say, "Whoa, I miss that jacket. Well, now I'm back, people. I'm back in the jacket land. I'm finally at peace. My soul is at peace. Anything that happens after this is nice. It's peaceful. My soul is content. Um, although I was not content over the week. Have you ever been so hungover? You're like, I'm going to give religion another go. We tried it for years in Ireland, then we let it go when we went to America. But you know what? My hangover is so bad today. Only Christ our Lord can save us now. Only the Jesus in heaven can deal with this vodka hangover. I don't even know if it was that bad on Sunday. Oh, it was Easter. I get guilt Easter and uh, Christmas to go to Mass. It's all the Catholic guilt. You're like, all right, you don't go weekly, but can you at least go twice a year? And you're like, but why? Why, Jesus? And then I wasn't going to go. I was going to meet someone, and they were late. And I was, like, near a church. And then my buddy in New York, Irish buddy, told me he had went. And he was like, you should go. It'll make you feel better. It'll kind of help your hangover a bit. 
and I got guilt tripped into going, and then I was in there, and I was like, oh, this is ludicrous. Especially because Mass in America is way different than in Ireland. In America, they're all like, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, it's your birthday. Find me in the club looking for Jesus. Jesus, it's your birthday. Life is amazing. And Jesus might come back and save us anyway. He might come to party with us. And everyone's smiling and jovial. And there's a hip singer singing songs. And it's all bright. And everyone's like, happy birthday, Jesus. Even though it's Easter and he died. And everyone's like, yay. And they're all lucid and happy in the eyes. And they're like, ah, we've fully been brainwashed. Yay, joy for Jesus. Jesus for joy. And then I remember Mass in Ireland is more like, humbly, 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 Lord save us. This world is awful and your only hope to escape this wretched life is for Jesus to take pity on you. Amen. It's much more somber and oh God, we're all going to die. And you know, this life is not what you imagined. But if you want eternal happiness and who doesn't want eternal happiness, then you're going to have to fucking shut up and pray to Jesus every Sunday. And come along, and everyone's going to be down, and everything seems grey, and it's rainy, and it's sad. It's not even sad, it's more depressing. And Jesus will hopefully save your fucking shitty soul, because you've been out all weekend drinking. You've been down the pub, haven't you, you scut, drinking, and probably masturbating, because you're a deviant, and you've been chasing the women. Chasing the men, chasing the opposite sex. God only knows what happens if you're chasing the same sex. You'll be struck down by lightning and thunder. And you're an awful human. And Jesus knows your thoughts. He knows that you're not a pious man. He knows what you've been doing. He knows when you're awake. Jesus is Santa. Jesus, you're lucky to be alive. Pray for the miracle of Jesus Christ. Now take confession and take some communion. And that's Mass. And then you go and have a nice Sunday roast dinner. It's much more. Jesus will save you from your sullied life in Ireland. Whereas in America, it's yay, Jesus. People hold hands and they raise their hands up to the gods. And the priest makes cheesy jokes but people laugh like they're really good stand-up jokes that surprised me priest said oh i bought a lot of extra easter eggs this this past weekend i pretended they were for other people and the whole place erupted into laughter and i said well that's not even a joke and i said come on god come on priest let me do five minutes i got a solid five on jesus and he shook his head and he said no no not happening um, it's funny too in in Ireland they don't really try and convince you that like geez, that it all happened like the Bible and Jesus dying do you know what's funny too I fully forget like we, we used to do religion classes every every week every couple every few times a week school 
And I forget, I remember, like, Jesus, he obviously died on Good Friday, and then he went in, rose again on Easter Sunday. What happened to him after that? He just, like, slipped out the back door. He did an Irish goodbye, which is, in America, that's when you just leave the pub without telling everyone, anyone. You're like, ah, oh, one minute, Timmy was here, and now Timmy just, he did an Irish goodbye. He's gone, out the back door. Ah, he's some whore. He left us with a tab. Is that what Jesus did? They all went over for uh, tapas and wine, and Jesus was like, oh, yeah, lads, let's get more. I'll chip in at the end. You know me, guys, I hooked, I hooked us up that time with the fish, huh? The fish and the, the bread. And someone's like, bread is for poor people. And Jesus is like, you've been living in L.A. for too long, man. Bread is good. Fill up on bread. It'll make a, yeah, maybe bread is for poor people to fill up on. And then he just slipped out, and then he's gone back to heaven. Is that what happened? I can't remember. That's what I remember from my class. But uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, they don't, like in Ireland, they don't try and convince you. It's like, believe it. And you're like, okay. They're like, yeah, yeah, now we got you. Now we got you for good. But in America, they're like, the priest is like, oh, and it sounds like it's made up. It sounds like it's made up that this man died, was put in a coffin, into a tomb. And then he came back to life three days later. Now, if I was told that story, I'd say that's a made-up story. And then he was meeting people and he was passing into rooms that were locked doors. But he wasn't a ghost. He was a physical human being. Now, if someone told me that story today, I'd say it's made up. But why would they lie? Why would these people lie? Exactly. They wouldn't. That's the miracle of Jesus. And that was his argument. So, like, he was arguing. He was like, ah, you do sound, you do make it sound like they were lying for some reason. For some gain, they lied. No proof. He's like, and Thomas doubted. Doubted that it was real. Thomas, probably the most sensible out of them all, said, only unless I put my fingers in his bloodied hands cares and he did it and jesus said yeah come on thomas stick your finger in my hand that's why we believe and you're like all right you've kind of made me uh not believe you've kind of made me think come on seriously just meant to like leave logic at the door i know you gotta have faith but you're not selling it priest west hollywood priest man but at least i gave my five dollars for the passing the basket around and you know that's paid off jesus that's like paying the mafia here you go take away my guilt and sins i gave you money jesus thank you you take care of it now all that bad stuff i've done i've done that's on you jesus you're taking the troubles i've paid for forgiveness it's like when a man cheats on his wife and then she doesn't know but he feels guilty and he comes back with a prada bag and he says here and she says oh thanks trevor and you're like oh relief she likes us i've paid my dues 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 who knows all the same huh all the same um hmm. 
So now I know enough to have been sick. It's America's weird. When you get sick, when what I do anyway, your first thought is like, oh, I might die. Only the rich will survive if you're sick. It must be like back in the old days when they didn't have penicillin or whatever it's called. And they're like, oh, I got a, I got a cough. And they're like, fuck, put your affairs in order. You're sneezing. You're going to die, my son. But it's just a cold. Oh, you're gone. I stubbed my toe. Oh, you're fucked now. You're gone. Tell your family and friends goodbye. That's almost like America because it's so expensive to do anything. You want to go to the doctor? 150. You want medicine? Another 150. Emergency? 79 grand. You need the medicine in you? This girl I know got sick. She had food poisoning. And uh, she had insurance. She kept puking, puking, puking. Hayuken, hayuken kind of puking. And uh, they were like, yeah, you need a IV bag. She took one. They were like, you probably need another one. She's like, how much are they? Oh, your insurance doesn't cover it. They're like $400 a pop. You're like, what? $800. She was, they were like, yeah, you need another one. Give me money. She was like, no, I can't afford another one. And then they were like, all right, well, drink a Pedialyte, I suppose. Drink some Gatorade. That's your best hope. You're like, Jesus, this country is mental. Um. Yeah, but I'm not sick, but I'm sick. I don't feel sick. I just sound it, and it, it's wearing me down. Did you ever try and talk to someone with your voice gone? I forgot how much I need my voice, too, for stand-up and the likes. Oh, it's kind of important. Kind of important. I might just have to do my old trick. Oh, I'll have I'll have four whiskeys. I haven't drank all week, and I'll be like, ah, I'll just have a couple of whiskeys. That'll burn it out. Good old whiskeys. Good old boozing. Although I think... Sober me versus drunk me, I'm realizing are two different people. Drunk me, sound, great laugh, bit wild, we'll go on many adventures, we'll gallivant all over. Sober me, sensible, calm, reads a book, polite to people. You'd introduce them to your parents, they'd be like, oh, he's lovely. Oh, he's got a master's degree, wow, he's smart in paper. Drunk me, he'll be like, oh, Christ, he's a bit loud, isn't he? He's a bit wild, he's a bit flagrant. He's a bit, don't hang out with him anymore, perhaps. Like, if sober me, if your car was broke down, or no, you had a flat tire, and I saw you in the street, I'd probably be like, oh, can I help? I'm a nice, don't worry, I'm not a creep. I'll help you, and I'd help you with the flat tire. We'd change your tire, you'd be off in your way, and you'd offer me money, I'd say, nah, look, good deed, good deed for the day. Call me the Good Samaritan. Drunk me comes up and he sees you with a flat tire. I'd be like, oh, how's it going? Do you mind if I have sex with that flat tire? Do you mind if I fuck that slow puncture? I'll just stick it in there where the hot air is come fizzing out. And that's uh, that's an unfortunate uh, two different people, people. Two different people. I hate too when, like, drunk me has great chats with people and then I meet them. When I'm sober me and I have no clue. I was at the Laugh Factory the other night and this girl was like, Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Did you ever find out about it? And I was like, Oh, Christ. And she was with her boyfriend. And he was like, Oh, hey, man. I heard about you. Did you find out? I had no clue what they were on about, but they knew me so well. I was just like, Ah, oh, no. No, I haven't found out yet. Nah, I don't know. And they were like, Why? Well, you didn't find out? And I was like, Nah, not yet. I usually know too, but I'll find out, all right? They'll be like, well, when you do, let us, 
let us know when you do find out because we want to know. And then their friend was like, yeah, we all want to know. I still don't know what they're on about. I was like, all right, I'll find out. I'll let you know. And then everyone had an awkward moment. And I said, all right, I gotta go. And I didn't have to go. I was there to collect check. So I didn't want to leave at all. But, you know, I had to find out that thing that I have no clue what it was. Find out. Cool. I will. I'll find out soon. I don't know but what the hell you're on about. But, you know, I'll find out. And then I'll probably, I'll have two drinks later. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's what it was. Now I know. Now I know what I'm on about. What the hell they're on about. Otherwise, I'm just like, ah, Jesus. Sound, sober me says sound to drunk me. No clue. It's funny, too. I was on this text chain with this. Uh, I was texting a comedian the other day. Um, You know me. I'll say no names. No names his. But they were like, oh, we were texting away. Having good banter. They were like, oh, let me check with my... I'm going to add my assistant in to the text so you, we can sort that out. So then they started the text with something like, Hey, Eric, let us know what time. Oh, hey, Eric, CC my assistant. Hey, Eric, well, how did they, whatever they said, they were like, Eric, CC my assistant. Uh, let us know what time suits. We'll make it happen. Something like that. And I was like, oh, cool. So I thought the assistant was Eric. So the texts were flowing, maybe six, seven texts. Then the assistant was like, oh, Eric, I forgot to ask. And I was like, wait, who? Oh, I'm Eric. Oh, the person heard my name wrong. Oh, cool. And then the other, the comedian was like, just ask Eric. Eric's cool. Eric will tell you everything. And I was like, oh, you know, as, as a man named Eric, I am pretty cool. And then it was too late. I got in too deep. And then it was too late to be like, oh, you heard me wrong. It's actually Merrick, not Eric. And it's not even Merrick. It's Merrick. So that's nice. I probably won't say anything until I have a few drinks. Then I'll see them. They'll be like, hey, what's my name? They'll say Eric. And I'll be like, ah, you got it wrong. How embarrassing for me that I'm that in, uh, I'm that inconsequential that you can't remember my name and honestly who cares call me Paddy call me Theodore what does it matter who cares I'm sick my voice what's wrong my voice I hate to I'm always bad at this people be like a girl the other day was like oh I forgot how much I like your voice and I'm like well you don't like my voice my voice is monotone my voice is boring. My voice is dull. I've got a crap voice. And they'll be like, okay. And it's like, ah, why didn't I just say thank you? Why did I have to point out? Or they'll be like, I like your voice. You'll be like, no, you don't. And look at the state of my hair. What the hell's going on with my hair? And look at my chin. And look at all these other flaws I think I have. They'll be like, well, I was trying to say something I liked about you. And they'll be like, well, don't. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. I don't know why. Why am I an idiot? God only knows. I think all the drugs I was taking for this ailment are finally wearing off. And I'm dipping, people. Dipping. Like my voice been gone. It's a real shame. A real... I remember th there was a dude... The bottom of my street's going crazy, too. I thought where I lived was a nice spot. <laughs> 
and now it's turned into all these homeless people are moving in the bottom because the street is wide and it seems to be they're just camping up there. And now it's like I live in a shanty town. And there's all these homeless people. They're getting so aggressive. They're like, give me money. But like, I know I'm going to the gym. I don't have anything on me. Give me your money. You look like you have money. I was like, actually, look awful because I'm going to the gym. I wear anything to the gym. They're like, get that money and get it all up. And I'm just like, just rob me. Try and rob me. It's less stressful for me to rob me. You're being aggressive. You should really reconsider your begging tactics. Just rob me. Go on, make me scared. And I'll be like, yeah, I don't have any money, but take my pants. There was a guy down the bottom. He just kept screaming, fart. That's probably my least favorite word ever, fart. Oh, I hate it. hate it even coming out of my house. feels so cheap, cheesy. I, I remember growing up. I've never heard my parents curse. We never cursed in my house. Um, and we never said fart either. What a manky word. I hate it. We used to say, uh, <laughs> I was kind of dumb too. We'd be like, oh, who broke wind? <laughs> <coughs> Can't even laugh. Who broke wind? But I prefer that than fart. We never said it in my house. I remember I became friends with this guy from Dublin. I don't know if I've told the story on the podcast before. But anyway, I'll tell it again. Um, This guy moved in behind, like, the houses behind mine. Patrick. Patrick. I can't remember. I do remember his second name, but in case. Patrick Cullen. Patrick Cullen. And he moved in. And uh, we became friends just playing soccer and stuff. And then he came over to my house. And uh, he was kind of loud. He was kind of like a drunk me. He was loud and he was just like saying whatever came into his head. And he'd be like, he was just loud and dopey. Kind of actually was like drunk me. And we were watching TV in my living room. Uh, My parents were there and he was there and me. And we were just like, the next minute, we were on the ground just watching TV. And he rolled onto his back and he put his legs kind of in the air. And he farted, and he was like, <laughs> I farted, I farted, I fucking farted. I was, that was the most, I was never more like, oh my God. And I was like, you, you've cursed in front of my parents. You've said farted, you put your legs in the air and farted. I was like, oh, like, swallow me up, ground. I'd prefer if a sex, if an orgy scene came on the TV with my parents, I'd be like, well, this is less embarrassing. And I was like, oh, I try and change the subject. And he was like, oh, why aren't you laughing? Because I farted. And I was just like, I think you should go, Patrick. you got to go home. And we stopped being friends. We actually got in a fight a few couple of weeks later, maybe. I was out playing soccer. And he was just so dopey. He was so annoying. And my brother has scars on his neck. Because um, he, when he was young, like two or something, he pulled boiling water down on himself. Good man. But your man Patrick was like, what the fuck's wrong with your neck? You fucking deformo. Something like that. So I punched, I kicked him. Then I punched him. And he started crying, so I punched him in the other eye, and he started crying again. I think I definitely told a story. And then I went home. I thought I was the man. I thought I was going to get in trouble. I was like, ah, I punched Patrick. Who's next? And then he came back up to my house, and he's like, I'm going to fight you. So I went outside, and he was wearing a bicycle helmet, so I couldn't hurt his head. So I punched him in the eye again. He ran home crying. 
And then I never spoke to him again. He never came at me or my brother again. So that's the moral of the story, as I suppose. Uh, don't say the word fart around me and uh, punch a man in the face every now and again. Feels good. Sometimes they need to know. They need to know to shut up. And I suppose I need to know when to shut up too. Because my voice is starting to strain and go. I, I, do you know when you're sick... I like being around people who don't have to talk to when you're sick. That's why I like my friends. We were at coffee earlier. You wouldn't even have to talk. It's lovely. You're not alone, but you don't have to make an effort. And that's all you want, people. That's all you want. There's nothing worse when you're like, oh, Christ. Can I meet up with some people and talk to them? No, thank you. I'll sit in silence and we can both be on our phones. And if anyone looks over, they won't be like, look at those weirdos on their own. They'll be like, oh, it's just a couple of, couple of the lads hanging out. All right, I don't know where it's going. If that's it, I'd say podcasts. We get forty minutes. It's not bad for someone with no voice. Although, if I've ruined my voice again by doing this podcast, well, then I'll turn to Jesus and I'll go back to mass on Sunday and be like, "Christ, save me." Although you know you're not fully sick when you're still horny. That's when you have you ever been so sick you're almost not horny. That's when you know you're sick. I remember my buddy was sick one time. Like sick, sick, like coughing and sneezing and like sweating, looked awful. This girl was like, Oh, I wanna, how can I help? He's like, No, I'm cool. And she was like, No, I'll bring you over medicine. He's like, No, I'm cool. And he's like, Oh, let me come over and have sex with you. Will that make you feel better? And it was like, she knew how sick he was and she still wanted to have sex. That's when you know that someone's a bit on the edge of a... You could be a bit of a nut. You want to have sex while I'm highly contagious. Thankfully, he... Uh, did he turn her down? I don't know. I'll find out. I'll find out if he got her sick too. Tune in next week, people. Uh, you'll be on the edge of your seats like me. Edges of the seats. Um, Alright, that's it. If you're around LA tomorrow, come to my show at the Laugh Factory, 7.45 p.m. Friday. Great lineup. Crystalia, Whitney Cummins, Michael Nunnochi, Jackson McQueen, Joe Morisi, and myself. Will my voice be back? We can find out, people. Don't forget. People are all surprised I have books too. Check out my books, Random, Random, or Impredom. Amazon, I'm up, Book Soup, wherever, buy books. Check them out. Uh, Twitter, at Trick2, Snapchat, at Trick2, send me those nudes. I never use Snapchat. And Instagram, at the Marquez. Creep along, people. Until next time, uh, say a prayer. Shout out to Jesus. Made it back out of the cave. Back, Jesus came out of the closet. That's uh, the weird one to add on, but there we go. Kaduk, 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 kaduk.